0: Hello Grinders, and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down the games for you. Talk about this massive slate that we have today. It is uh, 6, 8, 10, 12 games. Uh, I didn't count it yet, but I just knew it was a massive slate when I started looking at all the research. So 12 games today. Uh, which is pretty good. Uh, and notice over on the, you know, some of the sites. I know this is a fantasy draft sponsored site and love that site, but just kind of want to talk real quick before we get started. FanDuel and DraftKings, they did some late swaps, so uh, listen, we complain about late swap a lot, a lot right? We're always like, uh, you know, we want late swap back, blah, 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 you know, it's one of those hot topics on Twitter, when someone gets ruled out, everyone complains for late swap, well, now we have it, so uh, please, 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 if you are team late swap, right, uh, I get it, right, you want to chase the high dollar prize pools, you know, for the, uh, you know, the 50k to first place, and say that, the, you know, the other contest is maybe a little bit smaller for first. Go over and play that one if you're big on getting late swap in because if we fill that, then it'll keep growing and growing, and then maybe that'll become the standard, right? It's more one of those long-term uh, type of gains. So yeah, please again, if you are team late swap, and if you're not team late swap, then don't play it. Uh, that's fine, you don't like it, so then don't don't jump in on it. But I just wanted to note that that's uh, something that's probably going to be talked about throughout on Twitter today, and you'll probably see uh, discussed on some shows. So just wanted to talk about that a little bit. But hey let's get started we are here to talk about fantasy draft and we're also here to talk about some basketball right uh love love the nba it's that time of year uh with christmas coming up uh try, try and win one of these gpps or you know just to uh, have a pretty big uh, end of the year it would absolutely be awesome to uh you know take something down and you can buy your uh, loved one some nice gifts for uh the holidays so again let's get started we got the Toronto Raptors. Oh gosh, the Toronto Raptors at the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, this is a pretty good game here. 211 total. Definitely have to like it. We got some a uh, little bit of injury news on this game. I know C.J. Miles jumped on the injury report, and then uh, Serge Ibaka actually came off the injury report. So that's some kind of new news that I got before we got on here. So definitely, uh, definitely interesting to uh, note. And there could be uh, some decent, uh, decent kind of value there with that. It's a seven o'clock game though, so uh again it's not on every slate some slates did the 730 some did the seven but you know definitely getting that we you know probably want to get some exposure to it that nice total uh Nick Batum's a guy I like in this spot for the Hornets uh, he's been playing. I talked with the siege about this on the uh, on one of the Monday shows, and basically talked about how uh, Batum's playing some backup point guard, and uh, saw that on I believe it was Saturday. It was the news came out on that too, so I saw that, and then he saw that. and We talked about it, and hey, Batum had a pretty uh, pretty good game to start out that game against the Knicks. Like absolutely, it was crushing, and the game log doesn't show that. But then. It was an absolute blowout. Like, I had Nick Batum exposure. I was all excited. And then he got, like, two fantasy points in the last game. He just didn't do anything. So uh, Nick Batum is just playing the base of the backup point for the Hornets right now. And I'm going to take advantage of him at this price tag while I can. 11.3K, like that price, think he's a good play. I think uh, Michael Gilchrist, he's fine, but, I don't know, unnecessary for me. Like, I'm not going to play Kemba Walker at 4, 14.1K. Uh, too pricey for me for that, you know, guard there. There's other guards I would just prefer. Like, I'd rather just go uh, Nick Batum on fantasy draft in the guard position instead for a lot cheaper. I'll talk about the Raptors real quick. Uh, you know, not a ton that I want to get exposure to Honestly, this I, I get maybe going like a Jonas Valanciunas. I like playing this guy when uh, specifically I know Dwight, like there's like a guy like Dwight Howard who's going to play a ton of minutes, right? They're going to probably put in someone like Valanciunas to cover him. Problem I could see is if Ibaka plays, I could even see Ibaka being big enough to be able to uh, hang on to Howard enough where they could phase Valanciunas out of the game. Definitely not, uh, definitely not you know, uh, something I'm, you know, 100% on but I'm again the, you know how the raptors are the the big man situation is very difficult uh to peg at times cuz sometimes they play valentino sometimes they don't uh, I think Lowry and uh, DeRozan are fine if I had to pick between the two it's it's Lowry 14k uh, instead of 15.3k for DeRozan I think that's the better route to go and that's kind of the route I would take uh, other than that, let's head over to the next game. We'll talk about the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, and this is a good one. This one's important to talk about because we have the Miami Heat with still tons of injuries. Uh, you know, th- th- a lot of them are out. This is a really, really small rotation right now. I don't have the laundry list of each name, but you, you know from playing on Monday that there's tons of guys out. The one big news is it seems like everyone is- that was out on Monday is going to be out except for Goran Dragic. There's a chance that he plays in this spot. Don't know if Goran Dragic will for sure. So kind of take a look at that. And like that's going to be the bi- biggest thing to monitor. Because if he plays, that's going to cut into some of those guards' uh, minutes and their usage. So that's the biggest takeaway there. Uh, Dion Waiters, he was throwing up Monday night uh definitely wasn't feeling good when he played and then monday night he threw up his uh i think he threw up his spaghetti i believe i saw on twitter so i thought that was uh that was pretty interesting and uh i believe he's going to play and should be absolutely fine that's my guess but uh who knows that's something to monitor as well going up the lock maybe they sit him and then dragic slides into the role that he had so who knows be on the lookout for that, though. It's going to be very important. Uh, when it comes to like these guys, though. Like I want to go back to Josh Richardson, Waiters, if he plays again. Uh, I will go to Tyler Johnson if Drogic's out. If Drogic's in, I really don't know if I want to touch Tyler Johnson. This is not the easiest matchup, right? This is the Boston Celtics, one of the best defensive teams in the league. Definitely something to uh, you know be a little bit concerned about. Uh, again, they just don't have a lot of bodies, so I want to load up on them for sure here. Uh, a little revenge game narrative for jordan mickey he's still cheap around the industry i think getting exposure to him is a great idea had a pretty good game same with kelly Olnick if you where you can get him cheap i like him as well i think those are gonna be two of the forwards that i want to have exposure to i think bam is fine too you could play him as well but uh i feel like uh olnik has probably the highest upside of all those guys and I, I feel like just the value on mickey is still there bam has gotten a little priced up again it's not like uh it's not like Bam is a bad player or anything, but I'm just kind of uh, you know buying Mickey's price over that instead. I'll talk about the Celtics a little bit though. Uh, I think they're fine plays here. Uh, it's just it's it's kind of frustrating. I think it's just like when you want to play these Heat, you kind of want to run it back the other way, but I don't know. It's it's a slow tempo game. Not not the greatest spot. If I play anyone. I think it's maybe like, uh, you know, just one guy to like run it back with some of them. And it might be like a Kyrie Irving, right? Because just the usage that he has and the upside that he could have on any slate. So that's kind of the way I'll approach the Celtics. And I'll probably stay away from the rest. It just, again, I think they're fine. Like they're fine plays, but there's just way better plays, right? It's a huge slate. So uh, I get it. We want to run a lot of these heat. But the reason is because there's not a lot of guys to play. And it's just not the greatest spot for the Celtics. So I think if you pick one 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 or two here, it's not a terrible idea, but it's not something I'm loading up on. So yeah, that's about it for that game. Just uh, remember, stay close uh, to lock, and uh, you know, just be looking out for the Heat, what they're gonna do, because loading up on Heat players is going to be uh, going to be a pretty good idea. So yeah, uh, I'm definitely gonna be interested as long as they don't have a ton of guys running all right so back to the next game here we go Brooklyn Nets and the uh, Sacramento Kings this is an interesting one here I mean like the the Nets are a team that we always want to target in DFS right uh always have interest in uh any team against the Nets and uh we get the Kings not the not the sexiest team to uh play but uh there's injury news here uh De'Aaron Fox he had uh he had an injury a quad injury yesterday so there's uh you know obviously uh, reasons to be worried about him George Hill illness so we have to wait and see uh expected to play but you never know with illnesses so uh, that's something else to note but which kings are we going to want against the nets that's really the question uh you know zach randolph has been you know really good this year but with willie Cully stein that kind of hurts into him just at being in these absolute smash spots and his price has gone up so uh, i don't know the front court is i'm probably not as super interested in it. it's more so the back court when we have uh, all these uh you know possible injuries and whatnot and i think the fox uh quad injury definitely is something to watch i think buddy healed is the guy i'm really going to look at uh he's He's guard eligible over on Fantasy Draft. You get him for a pretty good price tag. A lot of usage off the bench, 9.1k. There's a lot of upside as long as he's just hitting his shots, right? I do worry a second night of uh, you know, back-to-back, so that's the one concern. But again, I normally want to load up on guys against the Nets, but it's weird to see a team like the Kings. Again, I mean it's the Kings, but only a hundred team total against the Nets. Normally, when you play the Nets, you have like a team total that's really high. Uh, so I don't know if I'm gonna go crazy. It's just because it's a big slate. Maybe I don't load up on a ton of Kings here in this spot looking at the net side of the ball again this is a kind of a pace down game for the net stuff for sure so definitely something to be a little worried about I'd be buying on Spencer Dinwiddie's price where you can find him for cheap like 12.4 K is still pretty cheap for him uh, on fantasy draft so I don't mind getting exposure to him uh, something to obviously monitor with like all the injuries on that team. Uh, they've had some issues, but it seems like they're all going to be healthy for this game. Uh, but you never know with the Nets. So uh, it just seems like it's mainly, uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell. He's just the guy. And, uh, you know, I think actually uh, yeah, Jeremy Lin, is he uh, is he back or something? I don't, know, I don't see an injury tag on him on one of the sites I'm looking at. Maybe I'm going crazy, but I don't think he is. Isn't he out for a long time? Hang on one second. Let me just double check because that would be weird. I don't think he's supposed to be playing. Hang on. I just noticed that and maybe it was just the site being weird, probably was just the site being weird. All right. Well, yeah, it looks like there is a chance. I don't know. It's something to note, so uh, I don't know. I have no idea for sure, but check that out. If he plays, though, that definitely would make some things interesting. I don't think he would play a lot anyways, but uh, weird. I saw something that said he might, but uh, this game is not that appealing, though. Just all in all, it's weird, right? Normally, I want to have a lot of interest in in net games, but this is one of those nets games I'm really not interested in. Uh, Again, it's just... uh, It's a slower-paced game for them, and the the Kings are just a really annoying and not predictable team, and uh, they're really frustrating with uh, how they do their minutes. They really split them up a ton. But let's go to the next game because this one's a really appealing one. It's the Lakers, and it's the Houston Rockets, one that I think you want to get a ton of exposure to here Uh, for good reason, right? We have Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I believe he won't be playing this game. There's like—so Caldwell-Pope, due to a legal matter which occurred last season, is uh, not allowed to leave the state of California for 25 days. And, uh, yeah, he'll miss all the road games outside of there. And, yeah, this is a road game. It's in Houston, so he should not be playing this game unless maybe there's something uh, – this is, like, very new thing, so unless something with the legal matter happens that he, like, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe does something where he, like, argues it or whatnot, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. So with no Caldwell Pope, this is going to be great for the Lakers, right? We get more Jordan Clarkson opportunities, so he's someone you want to get exposure to. Josh Hart, he's someone that's going to be intriguing for very cheap around the industry. Uh, you know, when, when Caldwell Pope didn't play the uh, last game, he had 31 uh, points. So uh, 31 fantasy points is great. Uh, again, I'm not expecting that, but he's just super cheap and going to get the minutes, right? The the key The key with seeing is the minute to how much he got. He got 32 minutes in that game. So I like him a lot. Lonzo Ball, of course, the upside that he can have. I do worry he's going to have Chris Paul on him a lot, but uh, there's a lot of shot attempts for him to take. And I do worry that uh there's definitely a chance of a blow in this game uh and I'm, i'm sure vegas agrees i didn't say the vegas total vegas total is 226 uh altogether and the rockets are 14 point favorites so yes vegas does agree it is one of those games that could blow out and uh yeah for good reason but lonzo where you can get him i think he's a good play like uh if you can get him for like a decent price tag on fantasy draft, twelve point five k. If you just look at guys in that range, I mean, he just has so much upside compared to other players. So I think he's a great guy to uh, a great guy to play here. So I uh, have to have interest in him if you're going to game stack and think the game stays close. Lonzo's is going to be one of the reason why reasons why. So if I do play Lonzo, I'm going to run it back with a Chris Paul or James Harden and some other guys. So definitely something to note uh brandon ingram he's another guy i think he's in a good spot uh i could see a ton of more usage uh just have a lot of opportunities so i like him i think he's in, he could be in for a very big game and he's priced up uh for good reason but over on fancy draft we get him at 12.5k and uh, i think that's a that's a fair price tag for him i think he's fine we have no andrew bogat he or not not andrew Boget, no uh brooke lopez he looks like he's going to be out so this is going to open up some front court opportunities for us here this is going to open up the the kyle kuzma's uh you know maybe some more run for julius Randle, larry nance so uh I, I think this is great opportunities for them i think kyle kuzma really fits this game environment really well same with julius Randle too i could see them uh kind of giving randall a lot of run at the uh five just to kind of cover capella and maybe larry nance is the guy that gets squeezed out here and they put uh they put uh kuzma at the four and then randall at the five i think that's kind of how they're going to run this uh run this rotation for this game so yeah that's that's about it for the lakers though like i think there's a lot of value here in this spot you know we have like I said Caldwell pope can't play in this game and we have uh, brooke lopez out which is going to secure that big man rotation so you want to have interest in them and like i said i think you know we got to play some of these rockets here and uh like chris paul james harden these guys are in great spots against the lakers it's like kind of like take your pick they're both fantastic plays so whichever one you think is best uh, just kind of uh you know depends on position scarcity too on like maybe a site like FanDuel uh specifically maybe uh you know it's better to pay up a shooting guard so that's why you go hard in or you're better to pay up a point guard kind of depends but on fantasy draft you know the drill uh, you can play any guards you want so uh just load up on the guards there if you if you want to you can play both you can only play one it doesn't matter all right let's go to the next game and this one's a really interesting game i mean we have the streaking uh red hot just on fire uh you know Chicago Bulls this team just keeps winning 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 and they're looking great it seems like they're just having fun playing basketball i think they're on a 6 game win streak right now which is just weird to see for the uh for the bulls so uh yeah they're, they're uh, going they're going to be playing against the Orlando Magic and uh the magic they are a team that uh you know are have been uh frustrating at times this year but uh you know when, when they when they have injuries they're a lot of fun to, a lot of fun to target uh, they have uh, Aaron Gordon he is out for this game Aaron Aflalo, we have him as questionable right now. Evan Fournier, he uh, was limited in practice on Tuesday, so no news on if he's playing for sure, but uh, definitely possible. So kind of uh, stay tuned for that. If he doesn't play, though, like I mean, gosh, Alfred Payton, I love chasing this guy. Not that I love it, but I just I I feel like I play him way too much, and I chase for that big game. I do worry that this is not the best spot for him, though, against Chris Dunn, who's a pretty good defender. So maybe I stay away in this spot. I really think where we want to uh, kind of attack the attack the Bulls today is with Vucevic. The problem is the price tag, right? He's super expensive uh, on sites, like uh, specifically on FanDuel. I saw him at 10 k On Fantasy Draft, the price tag we have on him is uh 17.3k so i think that's a fair tag it's, it is pricey though it, it does feel like a lot but i still think it's uh it's fair and he can definitely have upside here so i don't hate him uh, Elver payton on fantasy draft though 11.3k man that price tag is so good uh it's just the guy's been really really frustrating but uh, if you look at that starting lineup, I mean, it's uh, Elf Payton, Jonathan Simmons, Shelvin, Mack, or uh, yeah, Mac, uh, and Hazonia. I mean, it's just an ugly group. So you feel like Peyton's got to do something. I don't love the matchup on him. I think it's a tough one against Dunn, but uh, the upside he has, and for the price tag, is too cheap on fantasy draft. I I, I have to have interest. Uh, I think Jonathan Simmons. I think he's a pretty good play. I I would make sure to get exposure to him, but don't play him and Payton together. They they kind of eat into each other. And then Hisonia, he's. Super Mario, he's a guy that's been, uh, you know, not the, uh, not the he's not the most fun roster in DFS throughout the past three years, but he's in a spot where he's just going to get a ton of run and he's still cheap, so I don't hate firing away on him. Uh, I think he's fine. Uh, depends on the injuries, though. We kind of need to know the Evan Fournier news. I don't think he'll play, but uh, definitely going to be something uh, to note for sure that we have to be watching uh, up until lock. Let's talk about the Bulls a little bit. I mean, they've been really good, uh, and it's like, it's, it's, it's tough, right? Because they, they've gotten healthier and their price tags have gone up, and it's tough to roster a lot of these guys now, right? Uh, Miritich, he's like 7.1K uh, on some sites. like He's he's around that range. That's just pretty pricey. Like, fantasy draft, what do we got these guys at? We got uh, Marketing at 10K, which is still fair. Miritich at 12K, which is just like, I'd rather play Lonzo Ball against the Rockets and hope that game stays close, right? Like, this is the upside that Lonzo could have, is just higher than Miritich's, even though Miritich is a great upside. Especially against a matchup against a guy like Vucevic that he could get some run against possibly, not a ton of run, but he could get a little bit on him, and I'm not worried about uh, you know a guy like a Zonia covering him or anything like that. So again, like the Bulls, like they're just. Uh it's tough because they're all priced up and they've all been really well like chris dunn too he's been absolutely smashing uh just look at the look at the, look at the totals that he's had just like the fancy points i'll read them off to you 36.8 31.5 44 23 44 53 i mean the guy's just been crushing it i want to play him but that price tag is crazy high i mean it's 14.5k so i get it a uh, matchup against the magic feels great and one that i want to target but i don't know it's uh they just a lot of these guys feel priced up i think the is still cheap so i don't hate him but i don't know it's tough for me to really get behind a lot of these bulls on such a big slate with already a lot of value that i talked about uh, so it seems like i can just kind of get some of these value guys and then kind of mix in some better uh options just they all feel too priced up for me so i think i'm going to stay away from the bulls and just kind of uh, look at the magic uh, value in this game and call it a deck let's move on to the next game we got the uh the detroit pistons and the dallas mavericks uh actually no got went out of order sorry about that uh we got to go back uh we'll go to the indiana pacers and the hawks didn't get to talk about that game yet uh so that's an interesting game Uh, 213.5 team total kind of expect this game to uh you know vegas expects this to be close only a four point difference and i mean this uh makes some sense here and i think the pacers are really uh really intriguing here in this spot like i know victor oladipo is expensive but on fantasy draft he's still kind of cheap uh 16.7k uh, on other sites he seems priced up but on fantasy draft that's not a bad price tag for him so i kind of like uh getting him in there against the hawks uh you know um, maybe Bazemore's covering him and I'm, i don't know i'm not that worried about oladipo he just seems matchup proof at this point uh what he's doing the production he has uh he's just been phenomenal this year i'm I watched an interview with him last night, and he basically said uh, he didn't know what Indiana was going to expect from him, but he knew that uh, he knew that he basically had to uh, figure out what he was going to do with uh, uh, basically what he was going to do with uh, you know getting ready for the season. Like it was one of those things where when he hit the summer, he said, "I never really knew how to work out until this summer." Like this was basically the big year that uh he like figured out okay i need to like work out strong this summer and like really get good and he like learned how to work out and he said all these things are paying off now it's like all paying off and he basically said like i'm still i still have not even done like he said i didn't feel like i haven't really accomplished anything yet and i'm just getting started so this is a man on a mission it feels like and uh it's good to hear that he did all that off-season work and it's really paid off for him but have to like him at this price tag Uh, i'm definitely get some exposure to him uh miles turner i think if you if he does play at 12-3 it's going to be a really good price tag if he's not unlimited minutes i'm going to love that and definitely get some exposure uh i think thad young is in a terrible play against the hawks we know how terrible they are in that front court so there's someone to consider but uh that's about it for me like, i'm not going to load up on a ton of uh pacers i just think like uh you know maybe like oladipo and turner are just some really good spots that i really want to get exposure to Hawks out of the ball, still dealing with some injuries. We got Plumlee starting still. Uh, You know, Ghostface Ilyasova, don't hate him here in this spot. You know, he could could be in a pretty, uh, he has some pretty decent upside here in this matchup. Kent Bazemore, uh, I think he's another good play. Uh, If he's on Oladipo, I would be a little concerned because of the defense. Oladipo's been very good defensively this year. But uh, if we're not getting him on him, I would definitely have some interest uh, because I can see this being an up and down sloppy type of game. And these are the ones he thrives in, especially the close ones. And then Air, right? 13.4K feels a little too pricey for me. It's like I'd rather just play uh, Alfred Payton and hope for the best in that magic situation with all those injuries for 2K less. So that's kind of the approach I would take with this uh, Hawks team. Again, I think it's a good game stack spot. This is one where I think uh, i want to get exposure to maybe like, uh, you know, Old Depot Turner and then run it back with like maybe a, a Baysmore and then uh, an Ilyasova. I think that's not a terrible route to go if you want to play these guys in this game. Let's go to the next one. We got the Oklahoma City Thunder and the uh, Utah Jazz. It's 199.5 team total. Oh, this game sounds just terrible, in my opinion. Uh, I, I, Russell Westbrook, sure. Like, he's great, but he's expensive. Tw- 23.4K. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm probably going to pass on him. Just not not necessary for me at this price tag. There's other guys that I'd rather play. So uh, I'm going to pass on Russell Westbrook here. Uh, maybe on other sites where he's cheaper, sure. But that just feels too pricey for me on Fantasy Draft. Carmelo Anthony, 11.4. Sure, he's cheap. I know he said last game he only took six shots. And he's like, I'm okay with only taking six shots. Maybe he gets more this game. Maybe he complains uh, to the coach. Uh, I doubt it. He was just like, uh, he said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the, you know, I'm sure this is a lie, but he said, oh, I'm happy with the shot attempts that I had. Uh, as long as we win the game, I don't care. But I mean, we all know Melo, that's not the case. But 11-4, I'm still not going to pay that price tag. Paul George, 14-2, he's way too much. This just feels like an absolute uh, fade spot for me on the Thunder side. On the uh, on the Jazz side of the ball, it's a little more interesting. Uh, also to note, uh, Steven Adams is probably out for the Thunder, so uh, just be on the lookout for that type of news too. Utah Jazz though, uh, so talk about them a little bit. You know, no, uh, no Gobert for a little bit. Favors he might play this game. Don't know for sure if he is or isn't. So definitely something to uh, definitely something to monitor here. Uh, you know, if, if he doesn't play right, we're gonna have to have interest in uh, a guy like FK Udo again, Jarebko, all these guys like Mitchell for more shots. Joe Johnson, I could see him getting some getting some decent run. Uh, Thabo Sefolosha. So th- there's there's things they'll be watching for on this uh, Jazz side of the ball. Donovan Mitchell, he really struggled the last game. I mean, he was—coach uh, kind of sat him down in the fourth quarter and said, like, you're kind of done for the night. He wasn't playing well. I, th- I think that last game uh, is an anomaly, right? We can definitely go back and fire away with him. I do think Roberson would probably cover him for most of the games. So that has I me mean, a little slightly concerned, but I still think the uh, shot attempts he has uh, is uh, has enough upside. But this is a game I'm probably just going to end up uh, fading unless I get words on word on favors. I think that's going to be kind of— The important part for me so uh yeah just uh that's about it for me on the uh jazz thunder not a really appealing game more so just attacking the jazz value because it's there and because i feel like the guys are underpriced and that's about it don't love the matchup a ton let's go to the next game this one i want to kind of uh man this feels like the uh the game that goes to overtime right if you had to pick one game that could go to overtime for the night this is probably it this is the game that uh probably the most fun to stack to and like throw on uh, nba tv or uh you know your league pass It's probably the game that you'd want to like watch uh the most it's the minnesota timberwolves and the denver nuggets uh 216 total nuggets are home and they're uh two-point home favorites and yeah, again, really fun game. Uh, should be should be good one to watch. Exciting. I'm probably gonna make sure I go out of my way to watch this one. We got some injury news though. Uh, we got uh, Gary Harris; he was dealing with a uh, injury, so he's questionable. Moutier the other night he didn't play; uh, he is still questionable, doubtful, too questionable. So we'll have to see. Maybe he gets another upgrade. Uh, we got Millsap, obviously, style and B Elite's on the on the Timberwolves side is out. So not a ton of injury news to watch on the Timberwolves, but there's injury news to watch on the Nuggets for sure. We'll talk about the talk about Minnesota real quick so i have to like them in this spot like a carl anthony towns where you can get him cheap i think he's fine uh but i'd rather go cheaper for jokic on the opposite side uh last game he didn't start if he's going to start this game which i believe he's going to he played 25 minutes last game but if they kind of unleash him and he starts that's going to be uh you know really really interesting for uh you know jokic i think he's someone you'd want to get exposure to Uh, on fantasy draft price tag is at Let's see. I was on the bench on our page. He's at fifteen point two k. So I think that's a fine price tag for him. Uh, it's. I have to know he's going to get the full run though. I, I want to make sure he's getting that. So again, that's something I'm really going to monitor. And I like him as a tournament play. Probably a little tougher in cash games to play, but I, you know, I'm not scared of Carlos he defense. He's not that good of a defender, so uh, that's why I think the upside for Jokic is immense. I think Taj Gibson, where he's still cheap around the industry, I think that's fine to keep firing away with him. I mean, he's just been a guy that uh, his price is just not going up, right? Uh, it's just it, it's going up slowly, but it's really taking a while to creep up there, so I would have interest in him. Uh, Jimmy Butler, he's another guy. He's going to get all the minutes, and he just has so much upside from what he's been doing. Uh, you have to be playing him. Uh, in three of his last four games, he has 50-point fantasy games uh yeah you have to like jimmy butler here he's in a great spot i want to get exposure to him he's 16.7k Uh good conversation is would you have a jimmy butler or oladipo today that's a tough one i probably lean jimmy butler though uh, i just remember his price tag was around the same so man that's a that's a close call but yeah probably butler for me just because i feel like there's more safety there with butler just with what he's been doing recently uh, just got a little. In, we you know, just got a little news. Porzingis went through everything, and he said he wants to play tomorrow. Oh, that's tomorrow. Sorry, I thought there was maybe some big news on Porzingis, but never mind. That's tomorrow. Uh, but anyways, uh, back to the good game of the day. Sorry, uh, saw that across my Twitter timeline. Thought that thought that, the, that maybe that game was on there, and I maybe missed it throughout my research. But nope. Uh, back, so back to this game, uh, Minnesota. Yeah, good in great spot. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. He's a guy. that's pretty frustrating a roster, at least in my opinion. He's one of those guys that. Uh, I only want to, you know, he's very points-dependent. I only want to take him in fast-paced up-and-down games. And this is one of them. I just don't know. If we know that ownership is going to be on him, I think the best way to take uh, Wiggins' approach is to essentially not, like, you know, don't play him if his ownership's high. And if his ownership's low, uh, then you can fire away with him. I think this is a spot where his ownership is low, so you're fine, but I I don't know for sure. Something to check, uh, you know, Chris Gimino's got ownership projections. Check those out, and he'll be able to uh, give you insight on that. But i don't know not not a huge fan of him there here in this spot i'd rather attack my guard my guards with jeff t right jeff t i could see a nice uh big game for him he's uh you know pricer than i you know had him you know than he was in the past but uh i could see a ton of upside for him here in this spot 11.6k I could see a nice 40 point fantasy uh, game from him uh i like the upside for him in this spot against the nuggets so yeah I, I think firing away with jeff teague is a great idea here let's talk about the nuggets a little bit though uh so with Moutier out last game, the word was that Will Barton would play backup point guard minutes. And he did play backup point guard. And he had 16.7 fantasy points. He only played 25 minutes. The reason why was uh, basically because he was terrible. He shot two for 15. He was a horrendous mess. Uh, I actually had him in cash games. It was pretty frustrating because I thought I was going to get him at a really low ownership and just in a fantastic spot that people weren't going to play him. So yeah, Play Will Barton again today, like just fire away with him. He is too cheap around the industry. Like, uh, man, th- this feels like the Will Barton forty to fifty fantasy point game for me. So, I'm getting exposure to Will Barton here. Twelve point two k is too cheap. Like Will Barton, uh, I don't know if you if you listen to the uh, if you listen to the weekend grind, I think he's my he's gonna be my uh, you know tournament lock and load play. Uh, if I'm playing tournaments, I want to lock him in at low ownership and just kind of call it a day. He's just someone in this game that. We're not going to get this uh, news probably uh, on the uh, on the on the nugget side of the ball till way late. So I think I'm just going to get Will Barton kind of on their own. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 loving Will Barton in tournaments. I think he's in a fantastic spot. Just gushing over him. If I'm, get, I'm getting all that backup point guard minutes from him, uh, all those shot attempts, like there's just so much upside here. We know what this guy can do. It's a fast-paced game. Do I worry maybe Jimmy Butler covers him a little bit? Uh, yes, slightly. I am slightly worried about that for sure. But again, this is Will Barton, right, this guy, when he gets going, like, he just can have these massive games, so, yeah, I definitely like that a lot, and, I just got some injury news, by the way, for you guys, Spolstra says, Winslow is out tonight, and Drogic is doubtful, so, with Drogic being doubtful, this is something to note, uh, Tyler Johnson is going to be a really great value play again, uh, he's going to be a guy we want to fire away on, so, yeah, Tyler Johnson is going to be someone to get exposure to here. It's basically going to be the same situation as the other night we had. So whatever you saw with the Heat on the other night against the Hawks, obviously it's a different situation against the Celtics, uh, but we want to make sure we get exposure to these guys where they're underpriced, uh, all these guards and whatnot. Josh Richardson, again, in a fantastic spot. Uh, so that was just something I wanted to note. Sorry, I've been a little all over the place with the podcast, just tons of different things popping up in my tweet deck while I'm watching, but I always think that's important to have up while I'm doing these podcasts. Uh just before the afternoon because we get news that pops up and just trying to do my best to help you guys out. But anyways, back to Will Barton. Uh, like him in tournaments, just to summarize that for you real quick. Uh, I think he's an amazing tournament play that, uh, you know, if, if Moody's out, he's going to get tons of backup point guard running. Uh, you know, Gary Harris, uh, it, he played last game, so maybe he doesn't become, maybe he's more popular now if Gary Harris, where Gary Harris questionable and people are more interested in Will Barton because of that. But I uh, still think Will Barton's in a great spot. Wilson Chandler too, right? Uh, if we have no Gary Harris, there's gonna be some more ball responsibilities. Ball responsibilities for Wilson Chandler. Think at uh, you know this price tag, he's too cheap, and a nice way to get exposure to a, a guy who touches the ball a lot on Nuggets. So I think that's fine. Trey Lyles looked great the other day. Uh, if you want to take a risk on him i don't hate it last uh four fantasy uh games actually i'll give you the last five I and mean, they've been great 27.3 39.9 21.2 23.8 and 32 i mean just really uh really strong outings from him uh don't hate him at that price tag over on fantasy draft we get him for 9.3 k so i think he's a fine option if you want to mix him in that game stack uh it helps you for some cheap value i think that's a fine route to go i think that's enough for this game we talked about it a ton uh let's go on to the next one we have these San Antonio Spurs and the Portland Trailblazers, uh, not my favorite game to attack. Right, one hundred ninety-eight total Spurs side of the ball. Uh, not not a lot of fun. But we get LaMarcus Aldridge. Is it still revenge for him? Is this a revenge spot against uh, this whole team in Portland? Uh, I think uh, I think the revenge is over and uh, done with for me. But uh, I don't know if you want to take that approach. Sure, why not? I think, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard, if we look at his minutes, uh, you know, I'm guessing he's going to rest. Uh, he's kind of rested the last game, but yeah, it says they're going to arrest him this game. So assuming that's the same situation, uh, Kyle Anderson, he is probable for this game. So uh, that's going to eat into a little bit of some of these guys production, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not, I don't really have a ton of exposure to these Spurs guys. It's just a huge slate and uh, I get there's some dudes sitting, right? We got Tony Parker. He should rest on Wednesday too. So, you know, that makes Murray intriguing, but I'm, I, I don't know i just think it's unnecessary uh, we have just all these great value plays already that i've talked about i just don't think playing this game is a great idea and i'm just gonna fade it i'm just going to uh, cross it off the schedule and move on that's kind of how i'm going to take it take the approach uh, i always say this right it sounds kind of lazy but it's just there's just way better spots that i've already talked about on this slate so i don't think it's necessary to really attack this game if someone busts out for a big game so be it and i'm not uh, you know I'll, I'll basically uh i'll basically call it a deck all right, next game, we got the uh, Phoenix Suns and the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, uh, 211 team total. And look, the Clippers are favorites. Of course, you know why? It's the Suns. Like, it makes sense. The Suns are terrible. So, yeah, definitely definitely have to have interest in a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these Clippers here, right? With all the injuries that they have, uh, we have to be monitoring that for sure. And uh, that's something we'll be looking up uh, as we get closer and closer to lock yeah so I'm looking at uh you know looking at one of the sites around the industry and it doesn't have an out tag on Patrick Beverly which uh makes zero sense to me so he's supposed to miss the rest of the season it's funny though he tweeted out I looked up on Twitter real quick he tweeted out that today is a good day like literally like three minutes ago so but I know Patrick Beverly is not walking through that door and playing today I think that's another reason I got mixed up with Jeremy Lin uh earlier today but yeah I mean there's there's definitely uh, definitely value here, especially against the Suns and some of these uh, Clippers, right? Lou Williams, he was on the injury report, but I think he'll be fine. I think he'll play in the upside that he has. He's someone I'm going to have some interest in for sure on this slate. Uh, we have Wesley Johnson, who's going to probably be out on the Clippers. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, Nari, uh, who knows with this dude? I'm assuming he's still out, but you never know. He's Sometimes he's in, sometimes he's out. It's been uh, back and forth with him this season, so... Uh, I think the best way to sum the Clippers is to kind of uh you know we want to get exposure to them, right? They're playing the Phoenix Suns, one of the uh you know basically like the the one of the coarse fields of uh, DFS as they like to say it, and uh, you know they're terrible at defense. They're one of the fastest paced teams in the league. There's just tons of fantasy production here, fantasy production here deandre jordan throughout the industry he's someone i want to get a ton of exposure to he's only 13.5k that's a crazy price tag like just load up on him uh milos he's still cheap he should be in a really good spot here we know attacking point guards is a great idea so i'm gonna want to do that for sure definitely have interest uh definitely have interest in that one so uh yeah i think i think the clippers are uh, a team definitely uh you know load up on here austin rivers too he's one of the guards you want to have exposure to on this slate so yeah um you know there's just a lot of value here throughout this uh, Clippers lineup. Uh, So I would make sure to get exposure to it. And Lou Williams off the bench. I mean, who's going to cover him on Phoenix if he plays. So uh, there's definitely guys that get exposure on the Clippers. I want to be getting a lot of exposure to these guys. If I had to rank them, like DeAndre Jordan is my number one, uh, probably followed by Austin Rivers, too, because of the price, and then uh, Lou Williams because of the upside he has just depends on the price throughout the industry. Some price places he's too much, some he's not, so kind of have to you know figure that out, and then same with Milos. Uh, some places he's cheaper than others, so kind of buy the value there where you can. Sunside of the ball, uh, TJ Warren, right? Uh, I think he's the only guy I'll play, and I, I think maybe Tyson Chandler. Depends on which centers. If I know which center is going to play, uh, say it's Monroe, right? Whichever center I feel like is going to get the most minutes, I think is a fine play because a guy like Monroe or Chandler should get a ton of run. They're not going to get run off the floor with DeAndre Jordan out there. So with them not getting run off the floor, I mean, that's just a great opportunity for them to get a ton of minutes. So... Yeah, I think uh, whichever center you think is going to get the run. So, you know, just be on the lookout for that. I think that's super important to kind of check out. But TJ Warren, uh, we know we like to attack the Clippers with uh, forwards and, uh, you know, like guys on the wing. And he's the perfect guy, too. Guy that just takes up a ton of shots. I think if you're playing like two or three Clippers, I would run it back with a TJ Warren. I think that's a fantastic route to take. And that's kind of what I would do. You could run it back with uh, a TJ Warren and then either a Chandler or Monroe. And that's kind of what I would do in this game. Uh, real quick I think I skipped the game Uh, I I noticed uh, I don't think I really talked about the Pistons and Mavericks and uh, good thing we got this word on uh, Dennis Smith Jr. because I may have missed this but he is going to play today Uh, the Pistons and Mavericks is really not a game I want to target though that's the kind of the uh, interesting thing Uh, so it's just one of those spots where I'm there's like there's not a lot to like uh, you know, Reggie Jackson, he can be a frustrating roster. I think there's just way better guards at his uh, price tag, so I'll pass on him. I think dealing with that Bullock and Canard situation, like everything going on there is just a pain. They're Really on the Pistons, uh, you know, I'm not going to mess with Tobias Harris. I think it's just Andre Drummond, right? Uh, it may be a slower-paced game, but these are the ones he can thrive in. This is a-, a team that's awful at rebounding. I mean, he could absolutely feast here. So Andre Drummond for 16.7K, K. Uh, ki think he's fine. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really... Not really interested in, uh, you know, too many Pistons here. Same with the Mavericks. Uh, Not a fun roster for me. And with Dennis Smith Jr. back, it eats into all that guard value that we've been getting exposure to, right? We've been getting exposure to Wesley Matthews. We've been getting exposure to, uh, you know, J.J. Burea. Those guys have been good to us, but now with Dennis Smith Jr. back, it's a frustrating spot. I'm just going to pass. I don't think it's necessary anymore, and uh, I'm going to move on from this game. Uh, Sorry for uh, kind of missing this game. Went a little out of order when I was uh, saying the games, and that's kind of just missed it. But again, it's a 12 game slate. I don't think this game's necessary to really load up on. So uh, yeah, I will pass on that. Let's go to the last game. We got the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. And uh, yeah, I still still load up on Kevin Durant right it's it's one of those days where just uh I know Kevin Durant's getting expensive but who cares he's super uh you know he's super priced up but he's in a great spot Draymond Green is questionable for this game if Draymond Green plays then that makes me less interested in Durant not saying I wouldn't be interested in Durant but I definitely have to temper my expectations and kind of uh at that price tag maybe think about uh making a little bit of a pivot and maybe it loses some value there for me Uh, again he's got upside but if Draymond Green is in, that's going to be uh, something to watch. Uh, I still haven't been playing Clay Thompson throughout this stretch. Uh, I, I I like Clay a lot. Like I'm a fan of him, and I think he'd be an, I think he's a good basketball player, but from a fantasy point perspective, he's been pretty frustrating. So I'm just not going to touch him here in this spot, and he's too priced up. So I like to wait till he gets in like the mid six Ks. That's when I think uh, attacking him is a better. I feel like his floor is a little safer, and then his uh, upside is just immense. Then so that's kind of the approach I'll take with Clay. Uh, some of these other guys like Jordan Bell if we have Draymond Green out I think Jordan Bell would be we be getting a ton of runs so I think he's fine also Zaza Pachulia he's questionable too he you know some of some of the value in like a guy like Jordan Bell uh matters with Zaza too so be on the lookout for that too those are just two injuries that we're going to have to be monitoring throughout the day and are going to be very important so yeah uh I think it's you know Omer Caspi if he gets uh, if he gets some run, uh, you know, like usual, he's just been really good. I would be taking him over Iggy. If you told me pick one or the other, it's uh, Omir Caspi for me. He's been great, so I would have, uh, I would have some interest in him for sure. So yeah, that's kind of the approach I would take with the Warriors. Uh... Again, it's like could be similar to the uh, other day, but we really need this injury news on them. We're not going to get that for a little bit longer. So, 10:30 uh, game. Hopefully, we get something before lock because that would be important. Again, there are late swaps uh, today. So, if you are worried about, you know, say you want to play Kevin Durant uh, and you're like, oh, I don't know if there's enough value there for me to play him, or some of these other dudes, be like, hey, go play those late swap opportunities uh, around the industry today memphis side of the ball uh yeah i'm not that interested in a lot of these guys it really i mean if tyreek evans gets a surprise scratch maybe i'd have interest in uh you know in andrew harrison because he's gonna get some run i think tyreek evans i think he's a fine play uh he kind of seems like he fits this game environment really well so at that price tag i don't mind him but just depends if he's gonna get run or not but eh, i don't know uh not not really interested in a lot of these grizzlies i think running it back with a uh you know with the Tyreek Evans is not a bad deal, or maybe a Marcus Gasol but I don't love Marcus All. I mean his price tag's fine I don't think he's a terrible play but I don't know I worry a little bit about uh playing Grizzlies here just think there's better spots uh at the price tags that these guys are at so uh I think I'm gonna pass on the Grizzlies for the most part so yeah that's kind of it for me on the slate uh it's a 12 gamer uh, it's one of those where I don't worry about ownership and I kind of just attack the value right like you 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 may like look at this and be like, "Oh my gosh, all these heat are going to be so overowned." Like, did you, you know, did you see what their ownership was the other day? Everyone's going to be on it, but yes, they're going to be owned. But you know what? There's twelve different games to play. There's people are going to talk them out of some heat, right? They're going to be like, "Oh, I have too many heat or something." Uh, just again, I'm not saying the heat are the play of the day or anything like that, but they're just uh, going to be a, an important talking point on this slate. So uh, just don't worry about ownership and load up on the guys that you like. Uh, I think it's uh, an important thing to do and again don't worry about ownership 12 game slate. uh the heat players will not be uh they're going to be owned right but it, you're thinking no they're going to be 100% owned but people will talk themselves out and go to some different value plays especially as things open up throughout the day so again be on the uh, lookout for that and uh yeah just uh, enjoy the slate and if i don't get to see you guys or talk to you again if you don't hear from me i uh, have a happy holiday and enjoy and uh you know just uh, enjoy life and the uh time of year because it's great we got football we got nba and it's a lot of fun and soon we'll have nfl gone so uh again thanks a lot guys and uh you know uh, if you ever have any questions give me a follow on twitter It is at travis Mangone. it's t-r-a-v-i-s-m-a-n-g-o-n-e thanks a lot and i'm out Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back.